This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 13 of the 100 Days of Q&A, where we answer your live questions. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 episodes of this podcast about all sorts of different things. Season one is totally different than this, so check it out. And it has a workbook that goes along with it. So oh, That's it's, right. It's awesome. Check it out. And every single day, we do four things. We pray, we share a past gratitude, something I'm thankful for that Melanie did, and we read a review of the day and then do questions. And of course, we don't want to forget our wonderful sponsor, audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go get your free audiobook. I would recommend, let's see. I hope I screw this up by Kyle Cease. Yes, that's a good one. Or uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, a former Navy SEAL. So, such a good read. It's awesome. Okay, let's pray. You want to go? Yeah. Go for it. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all of our blessings, God. Help us to have a fruitful day, a wonderful day, a glorious day, and to enjoy one another and the life that we have. Amensk. Amensk. Thank you. I don't know why we say Amensk, but it's hilarious. And I'm thankful. Let's see. What did you do? That you did some research on some family stuff and uh, sent me some emails. You care. And I care that you care, so thank you for caring. Oh, you're welcome for thanking me for caring. Um, I'm thankful <laughs> that... Uh, oh, I had it this morning. What was it? Um, oh, that like... Okay, so the other day we went to Chelsea's memorial service. Oh, right. And then we went to the Buffalo Exchange in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And you let me buy really fun shoes. Mm. And it was they... like my Chelsea shoes... Okay, so in the Kyle book, he talks about highest and best calling, you know, like living your best calling. And I think those shoes may be your highest and best they calling. They really might be. They're my favorite. They're, and I figured really, out that they come in children's sizes, ooh, but they're they may, like 80 bucks. They might be hi- Hattie's best They're calling. like leopard print sneakers with Some, zebra. Are they like Steve and, Madden I mean, or something? The they're Steve golden, Madden. funny. I'll show so. you sometime. Yeah, but they, thank fit, you. they fit you and your personality. Thank I didn't you. let you buy them. I'm not like a oppressive Oligarchy. Patriarch but you also ball. didn't weren't, weren't weird about it. So thank you for not being well, weird. Oh yeah, okay. You're welcome. So the review of the day is five stars by Rev Josh Cooper. It says A can't miss podcast. Though I have a long ways to go in catching up, I'm listening to number two twenty three and hands down AOM is one of the best. This is one of the very few marriage podcasts I believe everyone should tune into. Thank you for your investment to make marriages healthy and strong. Thanks, Rev. You can preach. High five. You can preach, bro. <clears throat> Don't know if you're a preacher, but oh, whoops, that is a good, that is a good uh, oh, review. Thank you so much. Uh, we do it because it helps you, and we do it because it helps us too. It helps and us a lot. It uh, goes full circle. So thank you for that. I'm mm-hmm. glad that it helps you. All right, diving into today's questions. Question number one. 
My family has had financial stress, which leads to people borrowing money from other family members. This has caused hurt feelings because the money is not being shared equally among the entire family. And so people were hurt and it eventually caused relationship issues that have gone on for years. I am afraid that this pattern is happening again, but with a different family member and in a new way. And I really want to help avoid this pain over finances, but I'm worried that the people involved will get angry with me and think that I'm judging their choices. I have seen this tear my family apart and I don't want it to happen again. My husband doesn't understand why I seem to be so fixated on this problem because he isn't sure that there's anything we can really do to help. So I should just, so should I just let it go? Do other families struggle with financial issues in their extended families? And is there anything I can do to help them keep their family together so that they don't experience the same hurt that I saw before? Or is it time for me to step back and let this play out and just be there to help pick up the pieces? Mm, That is a good question. All I was thinking of was the stuff that Dave Ramsey teaches, and we followed Dave Ramsey for a long time. We got out of debt, and then we're goofy, and went to Europe for three weeks and got way back into debt. Things happened. Things happened, but we were out, felt it, and it was nice, got back in, one not so nice, and now with the sale of the house, we're in really good shape, I guess. Well, it hasn't gone through yet, but we will be. So I'm thinking of Dave Ramsey around that and he talks about some family dynamics around money and borrowing money and doing this and he says that when you borrow money from your family then Thanksgiving dinner tastes different because you feel like you're obligated you feel like somebody is kind of holding something over your head and like it's all happy and all good at first it's like having a roommate like yeah we're gonna do this you know and you're cool and then after two weeks it's cool and then the honeymoon period goes away and you're like these dishes again you're farting again this is like stinky it's gross come on bro and it's just it changes the whole dynamic you know mm-hmm. so i'm thinking about but this person isn't asking for themselves they're mm-hmm. at, they're saying they see what you're saying they see it yeah. changing the dynamic in someone else in mm-hmm. their extended family yeah what can they do so there is wisdom by understandings that sometimes there's a saying that I love a lot. It's like, ain't my baby crying? Mm-hmm. It's like, you are yeah. not responsible for it. You can help. You can give advice only if it's asked for, but it's not ultimately your responsibility. I think mm-hmm. about this back home in my family of origin stuff. I'm like, you guys, I'm not so sure that you're doing the right thing, but what can you do? You mm-hmm. can... You can pursue and hurt people's feelings and have an argument and stuff and all this stuff or you can you know maybe give advice once or twice and then like okay thank you very much and then watch it play out well and i would say there's two or three mindsets that might need to be addressed here um yeah, the borrowing element of it. You're not really involved in that, so you don't really have a say in it. You can share wisdom. Like you can find a podcast episode of Dave Ramsey and be like, hey, maybe you should listen to this. But if they don't want that, you're going to make it worse mm-hmm. by trying more, which sounds weird and that's very hard and that's discouraging, but it's fact, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing, though, is that you can't imagine what you would do in this situation. So let's say you're the person saying, I can give you the money, I'll help you out, whatever that looks like in this bigger situation. But your other kid or something is like, but I want money. You you can't imagine what you would do as an adult mm-hmm. or a parent or a cousin or aunt or whatever that is in that situation. Oh, right. If it's the parents giving like siblings money, you can't. If it's the like... Yeah, like if... If, if it was like one like of your kids Like if I was asking for my mom... My, if I was asking my parents to give me 
$10,000 or something. Mm-hmm. And then my sister's like, well, I want $10,000. Yeah. As the parent, you can't imagine how hard that must be and how stressful that that choice is. Mm-hmm. And so I would th- want you to think about how can you honor the choices that the person b- lending the money is making? Mm-hmm. How, however you think it's right or wrong, how can you honor that mm-hmm. that's a choice that they think is right? They That's what they want to do. It makes right? me think of that that parable, how there's, there's uh, like a... a a boss and the boss goes out and gets five workers in the very oh, yeah. early in the morning and they work all day. And then one guy comes at 12 o'clock, another guy comes at three o'clock and another guy comes at like 4 PM. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of the day, the boss pays all the guys the same amount. And they're like, listen, I worked all day. What's the matter? And he, and the boss says, what say do you have? Um, we agreed upon this amount of mm-hmm. money. So you can't, you, what, what say do you have what I do with my yeah. money? He worked an hour. He gets the same as you working eight hours. Mm-hmm. Sure, that seems like a diss or whatever. But if you really think about it, it's his. You agreed to that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, maybe it's not, I'm not going to say, it, it's, it's not really those workers' business of like, I worked eight hours, you worked mm-hmm. one. But why? It's like, you agreed to it. This is it. Yeah. It's not your business. And it is really hard because you can see that it's, I mean, like you're saying, you saw this tear apart your family and you mm-hmm. don't want to see that pattern happen again. But in a way, there, I don't think that there is much that you can do other than lovingly support and maybe every once in a while drop a little hint of like, here's an episode. I guess the best way I would say is don't you, you personally would not do great to tell them what your thoughts are. What would be more beneficial is, oh, our connection paused whatever, what would be more beneficial is to share resources that say what your thoughts are. That makes sense. So books like Dave Ramsey or podcasts or all those kind of things. Even um, Tony Robbins talks about Mm -hmm. if you don't work for something, you don't respect it, right? That kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. stuff like that is, um, I don't know, I think it's helpful to think of you can't change what people are going to do or think or feel, but you can give them resources that might be helpful so i'm sorry that you're dealing with this and yes lots of families have in-law finance drama so yeah it's okay tricky. so here is a long thing and i read it yesterday and i think it got <clears throat> i edited it okay hi my boyfriend of six years and i have been talking and praying about getting engaged soon i'm so excited us for us to move into the next season of our lives we have daily conversations uh, recently his last the last name conversation came up and we both agreed that hyphenating our names my last name slash his last name as a symbolic gesture of our equal standing however his very traditional family was not happy to hear about this and even threatened to cut him off from his inheritance if he did hyphenate his name uh, they believed firmly he should be the leader of our family and your soul and my sole role the female is to be submissive uh, uh, it says I feel like I'm living in a patriarchal 1950s yeah. America. How do I approach this conversation with my future in-laws in a respectful way? Love the podcast. Also, I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your perspectives on gender roles and marriage and how to approach it in a loving, non-power dynamic way. Yeah, so that is awesome. And I can have sympathy for you in that way because I know that if if 15 years ago I decided to, you know, we decided to hyphenate our name, then my parents would have talked crap about it. And... I would have thought, oh, yeah, well, this is how we were supposed to do it. But now, being married for 15 years and growing a ton, I'm like, I wouldn't care. It, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? So here's, here's a very short answer. You do what you guys want to do. If, if somebody is being so goofy as to, like, threatening to, like, cut off inheritance, then that is absolutely 
wrong and their fault. But I will I would say, say, I don't like how you're approaching this, just to be I thought frank. you might not, because it's very black and white. It is black and white, and uh-huh. there is a cost associated with saying, a hyphenated last name is more valuable than relationships. Mm-hmm. Is it? No. No. And so you can figure out, as a couple... Oh, we wanted to do this. We see that if we do this, it might not be beneficial for the relationship. What's the most important thing? I say all the time to our children, the only thing that matters in the world are our relationships. relationships. Nothing else matters. Hyphenated last name doesn't matter. It doesn't symbolize anything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. I mean, I like that you're thinking that way. I think that's great. But it does not symbolize that you're like a progressive equality loving family it just Mm -hmm. is a hyphenated last name and if that's the thing that you are going to if you're going to sacrifice relationship with your in-laws for a hyphenated last name Mm -hmm. that's going to be a really long road to hoe okay that's a great point and i don't think that it matters as much as it feels like it matters um only because i value relationships more than anything else Mm -hmm. so if you don't value relationships more than anything else go ahead and do that but i'm not i don't mean that Mm -hmm. in a weird way no maybe they might value the hyphen more than that and that's okay too yeah the couple yeah i don't think they do Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh but and i do think that there is no convincing other people to see the world through your eyes there is like same thing with the question before with finances you cannot convince the world to see the to see you can't convince complete you cannot convince other people to see the world the way that you see it yes and there's almost no point in trying you can figure out so it's it's um honoring differences and promoting linkages Mm -hmm. you can figure out how you're different man a traditional last name means a ton to my in-laws it doesn't mean anything to me Mm -hmm. so that's honor your differences honor that it means a lot to Mm -hmm. your in-laws future in-laws or whatever but it doesn't mean very much to you and maybe maybe that family last name is been around forever and there's like a business around it and there's a a different value system in like your last name your grandma values Studley immensely. Yeah. If right. we were to do that, she would lose her mind. So we're going to honor our differences and then promote linkages. And that might just mean that to promote linkages, you take his last name and you're okay with that. And you respect it. Everybody uh, see that? Hattie right is there. sneaking in. <laughs> hey, baby doll, we're almost done. See you, Stay girlfriend. Out there. Shut the door. Thank um, you. But yeah, so I don't know. I think there's a lot in that. And I don't think it's... Smart. I think I think we need to weigh all of our choices in relationships against what matters the most. Relationships matter yeah. the most. So, do we see people mess, messing up their finances and kind of making a mess, and we know it might be bad? Yeah. Are we going to sacrifice the relationship to teach them a lesson? I'm not sure no. we should. So we can we can drop in resources. Hey, listen to this tape about you know, finances, listen to this guy or this lady talk about, you know, listen to Susie Orman, whatever it is, Uh find all the financial resources you can and share them with the people that you love, but don't sacrifice the relationship for feeling like, well, I'm right. And they should know my opinion or I should not have to not. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you props for this because I have recently like with work and stuff and all the people I talk to every single day, I have a really low tolerance for just kind of BS kind of thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, but they're doing this and it's causing a problem for me. I'm like, fine, you do you. Do what you want to do, right? So I And then like with other drama, and I call it just general goofiness, I'm like, stop being goofy. Stop this. Stop this. It's yeah. ridiculous. Within the family context, within the work context, with all all this stuff. So I have a really low tolerance for that. But what I 
do understand that sometimes my black and whiteness with that, because I'm just where I'm at right now, does sacrifice relationship. And I would say definitely, like looking back in my own family of origin, it people are like that. They're like, yeah, you need a lesson. Ah, I'm going to cut you off. Blah, blah. And, yeah. And the, but because of like our like ability to come around and say, listen, I'm sorry, to apologize and to move on, then that kind of repairs that. But in your family, it's different. So I, I, I do value the relationship because what is built in my family is like, I, I'm not going to be vulnerable with you. I'm not going to be like soft with you because you're just going to bite my head off, right? Mm-hmm. Does, does, does this make sense? following kind of kind of but so what i'm me... saying is i'm 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 acknowledging like yeah relationship is the most important thing but sometimes in order to preserve that relationship you have to put up with some bull crap and look at it in a different way and sometimes i'm like no no this is too much stop they can't do that they can't do this it's wrong but you're like listen sometimes saying this like people are wrong cut you off severs that relationship and that's not what we want so, so it's like it, yeah. being more patient being more lenient in some no respect. no no no. just think of it like not lenient you're not in charge of them you're not letting them do something mm-hmm. you're having grace mm. so it's like the definition of grace right you can see your kid is doing something that might not be helpful mm-hmm. you don't need to bite their head off mm-hmm. you don't need to tell them how dumb their choice was mm-hmm. you have grace and then you give them the resources to get beyond the thing in a good way. So, and then they learn it, and that sticks with them. It's kind of like the parable of the, the what is it, the lost son or something, the uh, prodigal son. Prodigal son. You know, he could have came back. The dad could have came back and said, "That was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. What did you do? No, get your butt out there and work for it." But instead, instead he he's threw like, a party. "I know that he learned his lesson, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm celebrating the lesson learned mm-hmm. there." Yeah, I just I think there's a lot to be said for like if you want people around you to rise up with you, mm-hmm. and that sounds very um, that sounds weird because it's not like you know what you're doing. <laughs> We're all just people, and we all kind of mm-hmm. are messing up together. But you have to equip them one with grace. You can't. You have to be gracious and kind as they stumble through choices or make choices that aren't awesome or whatever, Mm -hmm. but then also equip them. So don't just, so if you want all the tide, all the boats to rise with the tide, you've got to give people oars. Mm. You got to give them a boat. Some people don't even have a boat, Mm. right? So here you are on your raft or your boat or whatever with your partner. And you're like, yeah, we're doing it. What's wrong with you? And you look over and they're swimming. That's not fair. It's not the same thing. Or they have something tied to their ankle. Yeah, they're stuck to something. So mm-hmm. you got to give them a canoe if they need one. Give them a boat if they need one. Give them a raft and then give them oars. And it's a matter of grace. And that, to me, it's the like preserving of the relationships that matters the most. And I don't mean sacrifice everything for the relationship to be just how one person wants, but be in communion, like communally working mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. as a team with everyone, mm-hmm. not te- not like talking down to people or telling them you're doing this wrong. But um, I don't know. Just imagine that like a water, if you're in, in water and the, the tide is rising and you're like, well, we're floating. What's wrong with you? And the right. person's like, has, you know, has boots on. Stuck and their ankle. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good point. So, okay. Uh, what if your in-laws are major, major boundary crossers? At what point do you let go of those relationships? You know, you can set your own. So if they're crossing the boundaries, who is, who is there to tell them, hey, you can't you can't cross this. Um, I don't want you to like just cut that off because they're just like coming over your fence all day. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, my fence is here. This is what me and my spouse are setting up. 
we're asking you respectfully to acknowledge this, you know, then do that for a year. And if that doesn't work, then. Yeah, I would, I would say there's a lot of times when I think we're taught this concept of boundaries really poorly sometimes. So you don't, the boundaries does not have to look like this. You're welcome to come to my home from two to four on Tuesdays and never any other time. Right. That's weird. And that's not a boundary. I mean, Mm -hmm. it kind of is, but it's not. So you can do things with your calendar and you can say, on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, our family does this. You're welcome to join us on Tuesday and Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you, s- switch the notion of a boundary, kind of turn it on its ear and think of how can you create the boundary without creating the boundary. I did air quotes with my fingers there. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can you say, um, well, I. You're need- setting boundaries for yourself. You're not saying, hey, you can't do this. Yes. You're saying, we, we are, doing are doing this, this. other thing. And thank you for the invite, but you know what? That's yeah. um, roller skating night from six mm-hmm. to eight. Yeah. Not not tonight. How about tomorrow night mm-hmm. or whatever? Right? And you can use things. This is something they do. Roller skating. Night. I know. I love, what, what are we <laughs> trolls? <laughs> I guess. Um, and this is another thing you can do too: is use things like timers and calendars as the bad guy. If that makes sense, like you put it mm-hmm. on the calendar. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't change that. It's on our calendar. And then this weird thing will happen where the person gets less angry at you and more angry at the mm-hmm. calendar. Uh, this works with kids and timers it's, and stuff. It's good cop, bad cop, you know? And I do this when... Like in Lego movie? Well, yeah, I thought of that too. But whenever... Because I like to wheel and deal on Craigslist and stuff and do this and do this. And when, whenever we've like bought or sold cars or furniture or something... I, I'm the good cop and I blame Melanie for the thing. Like when a guy's like, no, I can do a hundred. I'm like, listen, I totally would love it. But my wife said, I cannot spend more than 75. So I can't, I have to walk away. And they're like, okay. Or, you know, or whatever. If I'm selling something like she said, she's not letting it go for under, you know, 500 bucks. Mm So sorry. That's just something that we do. I don't know Mm -hmm. that that would work for everybody, but yeah. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Thank you. This is good. It's all about boundaries. It's all about well, just boundaries, financial boundaries, family boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I do, I do want to sort of throw out this idea, though. Let's be critically thinking. That actually, the um, I didn't read that last part of one of the questions. Was the person said, "I, I wish that my family could think critically about these things," mm-hmm. and I want us all as a podcast community to be critically thinking about how to address things these things differently. So, mm-hmm. if you're having issues with boundaries, think about it differently. Set it like zoom out and say, what could I do that would solve this problem as opposed to just saying, how do I set boundaries? How do I do whatever? And I don't know. I just want to invite that critical thinking Mm -hmm. in relationships and have prioritizing like relationships matter the most. They're the most things that are valuable in the world. And when we don't have a priority around that, oh my gosh, our kids are being goofballs. But anyway, I don't know. I had Uh, lots of thoughts about that. And uh, Okay. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join us tomorrow for day 14. And remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on Patty, us. And also rate and review the show. That Patty, really helps us. Here, say. Say, uh, rate and re- review the show. What? Say, say, rate and review the podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Say, anatomy of marriage. Anatomy of marriage. All right. All right. All right, people. We love you guys. Thanks. Love you. And bye. Have Children's movie reference. Well, we have kids. That's <laughs> I know, our life. Right? So, all right. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>